Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Are you looking on expanding your audience through podcasting? Learn how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast. Go to learnpodcastingtoday.com to learn more. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Kim Nickel. Kim Nickel teaches applied mindfulness and meditation. A former attorney, she is passionate about helping attorneys feel fully alive. Stem from her own journey and being passionate about truly living a vibrant life, Kim now helps t- um, and teaches others how to apply mindfulness and meditation to their own lives and get the most out of life. So women of the world, Miss Kim Nickel, welcome to the show. Thanks, Marie. I'm happy to be here. We are delighted to have you on our show and I'm sure our listeners as well. So Kim, I really like what you're doing with your business. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you and I want to provide that conduit, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment anytime, but these are just general questions that I have in mind. Great. Let's go. But, all right. Let's start with your business. <laughs> you know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about them. Can you tell us more about your business and idea behind that niche? So for me, I, you know, I had had a very traditional kind of career for a long time. And before I went to law school, I actually had worked in marketing. And then um, I went to law school wanting to help others, wanting to, you know, advance my own learning and growth. And then one of the things that I found after becoming a lawyer was really how miserable <laughs> so many so many people are in that profession. And I ended up, you know, reaching out for for help in kind of managing my own um, my own life and my own sort of mental um, support because this is the kind of work that can really make you feel like a crazy person. And I found a lot of help with yoga. I found a meditation teacher. I found all these different ways that let me feel happy and healthy in my body and in my life, even while I had this other kind of career. And over time, you know, I pivoted and and I wasn't in practice of law, but I was working in a very big corporation. And I reached a place in my life where I thought, you know, I have kind of these two different lives happening. I have my my corporate, you know, situation, but then on the side and this place that was really um, feeling so compelling for me was the mindfulness and the yoga and the mind-body connection. And I kept thinking, you know, even though I'm good at what I do from nine to five, my heart is really wanting to go deeper into this mind-body stuff. And is there a way that I can share that with others. So it never started as this idea of I want to have a business. It really came from this place of there's a way that I want to share something that matters to me with other people in the world. And then realizing that 
business becomes one vehicle or structure for doing that. Wow, I really love what I'm hearing about your business and how it evolved. I mean, I can totally relate with you because coming from a corporate uh, background, I mean, I was, I'm a nurse by profession and I have been a nurse for half of my life. And like what you've said, I, as much as I love my profession, there was something that was even more um, in me that I want to do. And that's how I venture into what I'm doing right now. And that what fires me. So I... I believe that there's something inherent with us that's down, that's deep down in there. Okay, it may be, it may stem from a need, first of all, for ourselves, but still, I believe that there is something in, in, innate within us that needs that's just waiting to be tapped and look at what Kim have just um, experienced you know she wants this other part of her life and she taps into that one and now she's helping other people to do just that so I love that one but was that uh, the defining moment that prompted you to start a business Mm. and well there were sort of two big things that happened in my personal life that made me reevaluate how I was doing my career. And those two things were, uh, number one, my little brother was hit by a car when he was riding his bike with his wife. And he's okay now, but at the moment it was so scary. And it was this, this flash realization of really how short life is. And you know this because you've worked as a nurse in the health profession and you know how limited right? How much, you know, we we never know how much life we get. And so that was this realization of, gosh, like, what do I really want to do with my life, you know, with what I have? And then the other thing that really changed things for me was I had been in a relationship with a man who I considered to be my best friend. And we were talking about a future together and, you know, had this vision of what our life would be like. And suddenly he ended things. And it was so heartbreaking for me and such a shock because I had this idea that we would be together. And so all of a sudden, this vision I had of what my future would look like went away. And I thought, well, if I have a clean slate, what is it that I really want that to look like? You know, how do I want to spend my days? How do I want to spend my life? And that is kind of what ignited that idea of, you know what? I think I want to do something (laughs) crazy, right? I think I want to take a chance and, you know, find another way to do work in the world. Definitely those events (laughs) kind of really help you evaluate or, you know, spark that uh, moment when you feel like, oh my God, I need to reevaluate my life and what is it that I'm doing? I mean, is it, is it what life is all about? So, wow. Certainly, those kind of events really spark something in us that make us okay. Wow, we need to do something. I need to do something, and if yeah. we can, we can, you know, affect other people to to find that moment. I mean, can I, it doesn't have to be like as uh, you know as as serious as what uh, what Kim just shared, but it can be something that can shift your mindset, that can shift what's in you that. So you can follow what it is that you really want to do out of life and make the most of what life is all about. Because um, a few years ago, I had a cancer scare. I mean, it was like a total shock to me. I mean, I, I thought I was doing everything right. And when this one happened to me, it 
really turned my life 360 degrees and it made me evaluate what it is that is important to me. And I realized being a nurse as well that, you know, life can just be taken away in just one moment, in, in a second. So we really, it's really important to find that the meaning and what, what we're doing aligns with us that, that way. You know, we have a purpose and that we are living the kind of life that we want to live. Love it. Now, your business obviously has a vision to be the market leader in your industry, and that resonates very well with a particular portion of our listeners. However, they really like to know what was the compelling vision for your business that continues to drive you towards success day in and day out. I'd say that the the part that is most compelling for me is what is it that makes me feel most alive? And that feeling of, of, oh my gosh, I'm so excited I'm, you know, to be here. I'm so excited to share what I know. I'm so excited to help others struggle through the challenges that I can help them through. That's the, that's the thing that keeps me going. And realizing that there are so many people who are lawyers, and I understand this very well having been there and having so many friends who have you know, struggled in this same thing. It's like you work so hard to become an attorney and then you work so hard to be good at it. And the reality is that you often end up building a life that feels so terrible. (laughs) (laughs) You reach this level of success and you're exhausted and you don't have time for the things you really care about. You forget how it feels to be happy because you're surrounded by stressed out, you know, anxious people all the time. And so there's this feeling that really motivates me that is I understand how hard it is to be there and I can help it doesn't have to be like that and I love feeling like there's something that I can really do that is useful in the world Um, and that's what keeps me going because it is challenging it is hard it is discouraging especially when you're just getting started so that you know kind of kernel of that that deep within that is what keeps me going I mean, being a lawyer, I mean, I shall you, you guys, because your work, what you're doing out there uh, is one of the most stressful and challenging job out there. And I could imagine dealing with uh, it every day. So, wow, what you're doing out there for not only for the lawyers, but for other uh, people out there with, especially with those with stressful jobs, is really making a difference. And I'm sure if our listeners really find value in what you, you said that this is area that we really have yeah. to focus on that about, about uh, being being mindful and have this downtime to kind of take care of ourselves doing yoga and meditation. I found myself really benefiting from it as well. Yeah. And you know, what's amazing is that when you help just one person, you're actually affecting the entire network of people that they are connected to. And I've had so many beautiful stories of people that I've worked with. And initially, maybe they just want help dealing with stress or maybe they want help, you know, learning how to be more present um, for their spouse. But what ends up happening is that because they end up, you know, becoming less stressed out, because they end up feeling better in their body, because they start reconnecting with the things that make them happy in their life, it ends up radiating out and they end up, you know, performing better at work. They end up being better with their clients. They end up, you know, deepening their relationships with their friends and the people that they most care about because suddenly 
they're more happy and at home in their own life, in their own skin. And so it then radiates out in this really beautiful way. Yes, the ripple effect of uh, a person being happy. Yeah, it extends yeah. way beyond yourself. Love it. Now, share our listeners what types of personality traits are your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that they can learn from. For me, top number one is curiosity. Being curious is so important because there's always so much to learn. And it's the, the, the kind of thing that draws me forward so that I'm always learning more. I'm curious about my clients. I'm curious about learning how the business part needs to work. I'm curious about how can I tell my story better. I'm curious about, you know, what are other people doing? So curiosity is really that spark that will draw you into the unknown and becoming an entrepreneur There's so much learning and there's so much that is unknown. So curiosity becomes a really um, potent personality trait. So that's my number one. Number two is being an introvert. Um, and being an introvert is really helpful for me because part of what you do when you strike out on your own is you end up spending a lot of time alone. <laughs> This can be <laughs> shocking. But, you know, if you're coming from a, like a, a more traditional work environment, suddenly you're like, wow, I spend a lot of time of my day by myself. So being an introvert and being a person who's really charged and energized by that reflection and that time alone is also really helpful. Um, and the last thing for me that's been really important is I have this deep desire and this deep tendency to be very nurturing. And I think that's been a huge part of what makes me successful in what I do is that at the heart of the work of helping people learn how to be mindful and how to practice meditation, it's this desire that I have of wanting to help care for them, of wanting them to feel good, of wanting them to feel soothed and comforted in whatever challenge they're dealing with, and then helping them learn how to do that for themselves. And I think that whenever you move into this space of being an entrepreneur, it's, it's got to be because there's something, like there's some kind of problem that you want to solve. There's some kind of pain that you want to take away from the world, or there's some kind of person who's struggling, and you see that person and you say, I want to help you. And to me, that's such this deep core um, nurturing trait. And, you know, I think that as a woman entrepreneur, this becomes a huge advantage because we're always looking, you know, to give and to, to support others. And that is such a powerful, um, like such a powerful trait to have when you start down this path. So curiosity, being an introvert, and a deep desire to be nurturing. Love the squalies. <laughs> Now let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as an entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get through those challenges, it takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? So self-doubt is my biggest challenge. And this is that little voice that says, who do you think you are? Like, what makes you qualified? Why do you think this is even a good thing? Why do you think that you know, people can't just figure this out on your own. <laughs> There are so many ways that self-doubt kind of creeps up. And it's like, 
it can be the most paralyzing thing. You know, it's, it's the voice that, that keeps you from, from taking action. And it's the voice that keeps you small. And for me, the way that's really, um, helped me to not even overcome it because it's, I think it's always there, but my relationship to it has changed because now, like once I've, I, I started taking a chance and saying, well, you know, again, curiosity, let me find out if I can actually help like one person <laughs> and then getting that feedback from a client or from one of my students that is the antidote to self-doubt because then it's not an opinion of am I helpful or not like it's actually I have a real email from a real person who said wow Kim because I worked with you all of these other really positive changes happened in my life and I'm so grateful and so you know self-doubt will always be there but don't believe it you know like you've got to find out for yourself by putting yourself out there and then listening to the feedback that comes back from the people that you help. Wow, I certainly can uh, relate to what you've said because self-doubt is a, is a <sighs> challenge and it's, it's going to be there. You know, sometimes yeah. you, you know, we undermine our value that we, I believe that everyone has that value inside us that is, you know, that we can share that with others that can make their, someone's life easier or better. And, and sometimes we feel like, oh, are we qual? Am I qualified to do this? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's not. It's a normal feeling. And then when you, I like what you said about taking a chance on act, on acting upon it. I mean, because when you, once you see the results that your clients achieve be, uh, because of what you're helping them with, then that cements your belief that oh wow, I I can actually do this. I'm making someone else's life better. Yeah, exactly. And you know who. The other, the other side of that, like another part of self-doubt is the voice that says, I don't know how, you know, because when you're trying something new, of course you don't know how. And, you know, especially for me coming from this place of being a very good girl and straight A student and I became a lawyer and, and perfectionism was a really big hurdle for me because if I didn't know how it was going to work and I didn't know how to do it right, then I wasn't going to move forward at all. And that is not a very helpful way to go down this road because so much of it is figuring it out as you go and being willing to make mistakes. Like it's okay to not be perfect. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to learn as you go. It's okay to ask for help from other people. So all of these things I've had to learn so that I don't get stuck frozen in the, but I don't know how to do this place. Absolutely. Now let's touch on a, an area that the, uh, I believe this is your expertise and this work-life balance we called. Now, be, because be, being a business owner such as myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. The challenge with entrepreneurs is really how to click on and click off and maintain that work-life balance, particularly if you have a family. So yeah. in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways you accomplish this in the areas of your health and well-being, family, relationships, your business, and the community in general? That's such a good question. And my, my biggest learning in this topic is to remember that work-life balance is not a static state. It's not something that you figure out or achieve and then are done. 
work-life balance is a relationship. It's like a dance. It flows. So sometimes one aspect of your life will require more of your attention. And then other times, a different aspect of your life will require more attention. So for me, meditation and mindfulness and coming into that still, quiet place, that's what lets me look at my inner dashboard. And it tells me, okay, where am I in the green? Where am I in the yellow? And where am I in the red? Because sometimes we get working on a project and all of our attention is there. But then if we don't check in and realize, oh, I've actually been not sleeping enough, or oh, actually, I've been neglecting this relationship. It's that checking in, taking that pause to say, okay, where am I right now? And what do I need to adjust? Because, you know, you can't predict all the things that are going to happen. And that actually came as quite a relief to realize that balance was not something, it wasn't like an equation, you know, but it was more of a dance. And it was something that would flow and look different from day to day. Wow, I love what you've just said. I mean, you've said it so eloquently. And uh, yeah, I totally agree with you because, uh, some, I mean, work-life balance sometimes, I say it's a myth, but it's all about, you know, finding that, that time to, I mean, making time for what, is, what are your priorities in life. And mm-hmm. I, like with you, I mean, I really love like the fact that you incorporating meditation and this this time, this quiet time is so important. So in lieu of that one, I would love for you to share our listeners, what can they do right away that they can take action on if they want to to incorporate this meditation practice in their lives? I mean, I know that sometimes as entrepreneurs, we are, we we feel like we don't have time for it. But if you make time for it, it will be even more productive. So tell them or share with them what's one thing that they can do today. Okay, so for your listeners, here's something you can do right now. Allow your eyes to close and just take a full breath. And with your eyes closed, begin to notice how it feels to breathe. Notice how your body feels. Notice any thoughts that are moving across your awareness. And then take one more full breath and allow your eyes to open. And what I want you to know is that meditation can be that small. Meditation can be one or two breaths. Meditation can happen, you know, at your kitchen table. It can happen right before you take a shower. It doesn't have to take a lot of time in order to give you something really good, in order to get a little bit of breathing room so that you can check in with yourself and really find out, you know, what's going on in there, what really needs attention. And I find that when you do that, even if you just take, you know, a few moments, even if it's five minutes, even if it's one minute, that will allow priorities to clarify themselves for you so that you can choose where you want to put your attention on that particular day. Wow, I can totally um, 
say that that made me feel like suddenly something felt re- I'm I'm like energized and that was just like a few like one less than one minute see what know, that can right? do I feel like my brain is refreshed yeah that's exactly it is you take a moment just a few breaths and you get this feeling of being energized refreshed but also relaxed which becomes such an efficient place Wow, I am definitely going to do that one every hour because that was so like, I feel like I just want to do it again because that feeling in that moment, it was so beautiful and so relaxing. And so like, as soon as I opened my eyes, like, wow, that was a good feeling. <laughs> Love it. Thank you for sharing that one with us. You're welcome. Now, your business appears to be financially doing quite well. And with that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, we'd like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way would be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, Yes individually probably not so in your journey as an entrepreneur what does success mean to you and what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success man that is such a good observation and i see this so much with attorneys who very often have um you know money in the bank but like no energy love or playfulness in their life and you really start to ask yourself, what does success mean to me when you wake up every day and you don't feel happy to be alive? So for me, success is waking up and feeling happy (laughs) to be alive. You know, it's really just like you said, this mindset and this attitude of, wow, like I'm really glad to be here. And even one or two breaths feels luxurious and free and powerful. For me, success is about oh, just feeling lit up from within. You know, am I learning? Am I bringing something good into this life? Do I have relationships with people who inspire me? Do I feel like, you know, I'm using the time that I have, um, you know, in a, in a way that feels good? Or do I feel like I'm sort of squandering it on things that don't matter to me? To me, that's that's what success is measured by at this point. Um, and that's what I really try to encourage others to connect with, right? Is what is your deep success? Because, you know, as we grow up, we have these ideas, you know, of what success looks like. And often you get there and it actually feels awful. So this question of, you know, what does success look like? And allowing that question to be fluid, you know, maybe what success looks like when you're 23 is different from when you're 33, is different from when you're married and have kids. Like, allow the dream to evolve as you evolve as a human. That's what I think about. Wow, that was profound. And I totally agree with you because what is (laughs) success really? I mean, to answer that question uh, one one time or one, you know, when you wake up or like what what is it and try to kind of embody embrace what you answer and you'll be surprised because when I first asked that one like really serious about it and I was surprised with what I really feel about it because it really uh, it's really different from the tangible uh, 
you know, definition that you have probably of success. Well, mm-hmm. love it. Now, let's talk about one of the highlights of our show, and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be. As entrepreneur, you obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience. So take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learn would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you were headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? Top piece of advice is to remember that you're not alone to find a community of supportive people. And these might be people who are very different from the friends and family who love you, but don't understand at all what it is that you're trying to do. When you start nurturing and following a dream that seems kind of crazy and big and you're not sure how it's going to work, it's so important to find community who believe in you and want to see you succeed and are willing to help you along the way. So that's like the number one piece of advice that I have. Um, Number two is about listening to your body. Like your body will tell you when, you know, you're in your comfort zone, when you're out of your comfort zone. It will tell you about your desires. Like, do you really want to pursue this idea or do you do, are you, are you, are you pursuing it because you think it's the smart thing to do? Like, where is your heart? Where is your gut? Like, you've got to listen to these parts of you, not just your brain, which is really smart, but it doesn't know everything. So you really need to ask yourself, like, what is it that you really want? Your body will tell you. And the last thing is be willing to dream big. Like, dream so big that when you say it out loud, you start laughing because it seems so absurd. And you will be surprised (laughs) at what might actually become possible when you allow yourself to dream that big. Wow, huge takeaways <laughs> there. So let me just summarize that one for our listeners. The first is to remember that you are not alone. And it's really important to connect with other people, like-minded people, a support community who, who shares your where your your vision or your dreams, uh, people who move in the same direction as you, because those are really important. And second is to listen to your own body. I mean, this is huge. I mean, we've got to listen to our gut or intuition to what our heart uh, is saying, because sometimes more often it is what it is that it is what is the truth. I mean, sometimes our our head says this, but our heart you know, says no. And I usually go with what my heart, what I feel in my heart. And it has always been true to me. And then the third one is to be willing to dream big. I mean, I remember my husband, he used to tell me, okay, when I when I start telling him about my dreams and my big dreams, and he said, you're way out there. You're way up there. Let me pull you a little back down. <laughs> so he's like my check and balance. But of course, I mean, why not? Because that really inspires us to keep moving. Uh, if we have, if we set this dreams so we have we set big dreams because uh, for me as well it drives me it, it gets me going every day so why not yeah absolutely now what's one favorite business resource that you can that you use in your business that's radically changing the way you do business and that you can share our listeners with i love soundcloud for sharing audio clips of my meditations with students and clients. It's such an an elegant and easy way for people to get a sense of what it's like to work with me. And it's such a great way for me to be able to share different short meditations 
Um, and your listeners, we sh- I, I can send you a link that you can include for your listeners. You guys can listen to as well. But it's just such a wonderful way um, to share what it is that I do with people so that they know right off what it's like. Absolutely. I love SoundCloud as well. I mean, uh, our podcast, Today's Leading Women, is on SoundCloud as well. And it's really awesome. a great platform, yes, for listening. Wow. And there's a, lo- it's a ton of uh, resources there. Mm-hmm. Now, entrepreneurs are wide readers. Can you recommend a book that our listeners can get that will help them grow personally and professionally? Yep. The book they should check out is called Believe Me. It's by Michael Margolis. He is an expert storyteller. And so this book, and you, he even has a free PDF download, I believe, or you can get the Kindle or um, you know printed version from Amazon. But it's a book that really helps you learn how to tell your story so that you can connect with the people that you're looking to be of service to. Believe me, I love the title. I'm definitely going to check that one out as well. Now, Kim, in my mind, you are a superhero. Or shall Aww. I say superheroine? Yes, because you have done this, you've done it. But you've always experienced a lot of challenges that our listeners definitely relate. So if you are a superhero, who do you want to be and why? And it doesn't have to be a cartoon character, but can be someone you admire and look up to. So the person that came to mind um, is this, it's this deity. Her name is Tara. And she shows up all throughout Um, Hindu and Buddhist traditions. She also shows up in the Chinese mythology system as Kuan Yin. And she is this woman, she's very powerful, and she is known for her compassionate action and wisdom. And what I love about Tara is that she is ready to jump into service and help others with whatever it is that they're struggling with. And she does it with so much care and so much kindness and so much wisdom. And the story goes that, you know, when she was a human and she was, you know, studying and learning and and she was told that she could not become, you know, a Buddha because she was a woman and only men could achieve that state. And she said, no, that's not true. Not only am I going to reach enlightenment as a woman, but when I do, I'm going to choose to come back into this life as a woman, so I can continue to help other people with whatever it is that they're challenged with. Wow, that gave me goosebumps. Yeah, yeah, I mean, she's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, compassionate action and wisdom. Love it. What an inspiration. Now, share our listeners what's the best way that they can connect with you and kind of watch how you grow and succeeding more so that they can serve as an example for our own efforts. And so we all can be more than we are today. Yep. So two places to find me. You can find me on my website, which is kimnickel.com. And you can also find me on Facebook. I share a lot more of my insights and inspirational stories and ideas there. Um, and you can get to that link through my face or through my um, my website as well, kimnickel.com. And for your SoundCloud uh, um, link. Oh, yeah. So it's um, Hello, Kim Nickel. <laughs> Hello, Kim Nickel. All right. I'll definitely get a, have these uh, links and resources on our show notes. So for our listeners out there, all the fantastic resources and the links mentioned in today's podcast will be made available in a beautiful infographic show notes at todaysleadingwomen.com. All you have to do is to type in the name 
Kim Nickel on the search bar and it will find it for you. So if you aren't able to jot those down, don't worry, I'm going to have those on the show notes. So Kim, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time, your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and honor you for making our world a better place. And we wish you more success in business and in your life. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be on your show. Podcasting is taking the world by storm. If you are a marketer and not using this platform, your business is missing out on a big opportunity to reach a wider audience. Find out how you can create, grow, and monetize your podcast and take your podcasting skills from novice to experts. Go to learnpodcastingtoday.com now. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top three iPhone apps that these high-achieving women use to get things done lightning fast today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash apps for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.